All right. Uh, I am, once again, I am not Joe Flacco. Uh, I got Doug here with me. We are, uh, it's a Wednesday wrap-up. We're a little shorthanded today. No Trevor. Um, we'll manage. We'll figure it out. There's some, we were just talking about the, the Giants team that's showing up for Sunday Night Football this week against the Bills. I've got a, a bit of a conspiracy theory that I'm starting to, I'm starting to feel a little more comfortable with. Um, but uh, we'll talk about that later. Did uh, did your team play this weekend? The Browns? Did they play? Nope, they had a bye. Okay, let's we'll talk about my team then. We'll talk about my team for a little <laughs> did bit. Did your team play this weekend? My team, my team played. My team played. They played a little bit of football. Um. <laughs> so, I'm. I'm uncomfortable with compliments. I'm also uncomfortable when my team is, looks this good after week five. It's I'm starting to get a little bit of, uh, have we peaked too early? Is this the peak? Oh, no. Uh, usually the team that is the best team in the first week of October is not the best team in the first week of February. And I'm... I'm worried, uh, but also we just dominated, dominated the Dallas fucking Cowboys. And so I have been literally just floating around my house ever since Sunday night. <laughs> I've been watching every, oh, it's like, oh, oh, the 49ers YouTube account put out a mic'd up on, from the sidelines. Oh, I'll watch that. Uh, oh, Debo Samuel was mic'd up. I'll watch that. Uh, I even, I turned on, I, for fuck's sake, I turned on Colin Coward. Oh. No, not coward. I turned on Skip Bayless because Richard Sherman oh. was on there, dressed like fucking Suge Knight, uh, in a in a red suit with a white t shirt underneath. And I'm like, yeah, I'll watch this. I have been consuming 49ers related co- content nonstop for the last I don't know what is 48 hours, 60 hours. It's been fantastic. Just drunk on Niners content. Well, I'll tell you what. I got some complaints. I have Debo and Ayuk in fantasy on the same team, and I was playing against Purdy, and I had a 30-point lead. <laughs> Throw the fucking ball to Ayuk. <laughs> Good for George Kittle. Great fuck Dallas t-shirt. You know, you could have done that after just one touchdown. Let's spread right. that shit out. Luckily, I also had, like, we started defensive player, and I had – um, your linebacker, uh, Warner or Greenlaw Warner. So he won Greenlaw. the game for me. Oh, well, there I, we go. Yeah. So it's all good, but still let's, let's spread yeah. it around a little bit. <laughs> well, I mean, I had a 60 yard completion called back for holding yeah. on, uh, on the, on the right guard. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was a per, it was a purdy show. I mean, this was Kittle only had one target and one catch the week before. And, I can't help but think that Shanahan is very cognizant of making sure that everybody is feeling some love. And yeah. I think that the way that people had been talking about Purdy recently and the way that uh, Kittle didn't get any run last week, I think you can almost just kind of point to, okay, who had the big game last week? It's not going to be them this week. Um, you know, I don't, I think the Cowboys had a lot to do with the fact that McCaffrey didn't go off, uh, you know, goal line fumble, but he still got a touchy and, uh, but they, you know, 
pretty much kind of, you know, they focused on him. Whacked the shit out of him a couple times. Face masked several penalties against him, um, either for taunting or face masks or, or whatnot. But, um, yeah, they, uh, they, they fed, fed my boy George. Do you like George Kittle? Yeah. I had somebody in the comments say he was the most obnoxious guy in football, and I was like, who the fuck doesn't like George Kittle? How oh. dare you, sir? I, I, uh, I mean, if you want me to talk bad about him, I can. Like, <laughs> um, the whole, uh, like, I'm, I'm super happy for Iowa that they've put out, like, five or six good tight ends in the last ten years, but Notre Dame's tight end you. Like, <laughs> let's check the last 30 years. You know, let's, you're comparing five to 30. Let's not do that. That's my only complaint. <clears throat> okay. All right. Um, but yeah, so anyway, Kittle's fun. I don't know how you don't like Kittle. Yeah. And you like and, guys. He's a, he's a, he's like kind of, he's got that carefree, but I care a lot attitude. <laughs> yes. A uh, doesn't, he's on the George, uh, not on the, uh, he's on the Gronkowski spectrum and he's closer to Gronkowski but there is still a, I'm not sure he's showing up to work and needing an IV in the morning kind of vibe to him. Yeah. Like, you know, him and him and DeForest Buckner won the, the uh, beer Olympics that like Shane Gillis and, and uh, Tom, was it Tom Segura or Kreischer showed up to yeah. and just destroyed everybody. And there's awesome stories there. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, I, I think he's, he's locked in. Like he doesn't, he doesn't fuck around during the season. I don't, I don't think too much, um, but just turn thirty. Like it's, we're getting to the later years of his career already, and I can't fucking believe it. Like this is his seventh year with the Niners. Yeah, he's he's the guy. When so my my wife asked me about like the season, or uh, it, it was pre week one, right before the first game. It might have been that Sunday morning. But I was borderline, very, very borderline, like on the non-emotional side of the borderline, but still like like I could see the other side of the Rio Grande um, type of thing where I started talking about this team and I was like, they fucking like I can't do another core 49er team that I love this much, not make it to the fucking promised land. Like I just can't have Kittle be Frank Gore and Warner be Bowman and Willis and those guys. I just can't, I can't do it. Um, but they are, they have come out fucking steamrolling people. Yeah. And we, we talked about how like weeks two, three, four, the Niners were beating people, but, it wasn't kind of impressive. They were just kind of doing enough to win by a couple touchdowns. The new, the new and, games they were it, like. right, right, and and saving themselves for this Cowboys game, and they played a fucking complete fucking game on on Sunday night, and uh, yeah. it it made me so happy, <laughs> just so fucking happy. I was I was nervous going into the game, and then the. Uh, the announcers or the the production team, camera crew, whatever, as they're as and it's in the pregame because I wanted to go back and I tried rewatching the game to to take a picture of it with my phone, but literally they showed Mike McCarthy holding the play sheet, 
and all my all my anxiety went away. I was just like, oh yeah. At the end of the day, it is still Mike Shan- uh, Kyle Shanahan versus Mike McCarthy, and I said, we'll be fine. Yeah, we're gonna be okay. They still haven't scored more than twenty points against this team in three years, and all together, they've only scored forty-one in three games. And I don't think you're holding this offense to 15 or 16 points. Like, you're not holding them to two touchdowns. No. So. Yeah, I mean, Dak, Dak looks pretty pretty bad. I, so, I will defend Dak here. His first pick didn't come until they were down 18. Like, there, there's – this wasn't the, the, the meltdown. Like – I think he started to try to do too much at the end of the game. And it was like, okay, I've got a guy going deep. I'm going to make the fucking throw regardless. Right. And then there was another one that was tipped and whatever. But, you know, three straight possessions did end in an interception. So, you know, fuck Dallas. But um, at the same time, it was, you know, it's like they, they stopped McCaffrey on the goal line. I think this was a sequence. They stopped McCaffrey on the goal line, force a fumble. And then the, the, like within two plays, um, no, was it, what was it? It was, was it Warner forced the fumble, then McCaffrey fumbled on the goal line and then they for, and then like Warner got him, uh, sacked him and they forced him to punt. But it was like, you know, it was like that Tony Pollard fumble in your own, you know, at least backs you up into your own 10 yard line. It was just, I mean, the Cowboys don't look that good at all. I mean, they're passing defense. Like, they went from first to last when what's-his-name got hurt, right? <clears throat> Diggs? Yeah. They yeah, were top and, two or three, and now they're 30-something since he's been gone. Yeah, the Niners keyed on, I think it was um, Demarcus Lawrence that said after week two, he goes, we're the number one defense in the NFL, and you gotta you got to match our energy. And the 49ers said, all right, all right bet. And... <laughs> Just whack the shit out of Micah Parsons on every single play. I don't think I heard Demarcus. Am I saying? Am I, is it Demarcus Lawrence or? Yeah, Demarcus. Yeah, Lawrence. yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't hear him. His name called. Um, you know, nobody in the secondary. You know, uh, didn't did anything really. And it was at at the end of the game. Shanahan in the post game press conference said he goes, "I had to stop myself from calling pass plays." Like Shanahan was just back there, like in full blown fucking. He wanted to go into full blown Madden mode, and just be like, "Sure, let's do 60. But like, I think he's just like, "No, we're not going to give him a big play. We're not going to give him any momentum." He didn't do the full Mike McDaniel thing and just keep bombing the ball all over everywhere. He yeah. was, he was, uh, uh, you know, he just kind of, he's like, "Okay, we're good." And they pulled their fucking starters against the number one defense in the league with 13 minutes left in the game. Nah. There were 13 minutes left in the game when Sam, Sam Darnold went in. Like, you sorry sacks of shit. You had no fucking chance. No chance. No. Nope. So happy. Um, I don't see anybody talking about this part. Did you see the last se- play sequence of the game? When Trey Lance was in? Yeah, <laughs> did he? He didn't go in. There's no way. Troy Lance played in the series. Did he? I yep. missed that. the the announce the the fans were chanting for him. 
I didn't know that he actually went in. Um, yeah. But the uh, the the so in the in the in the first playoff game in 2021, they had the uh, they fucked up the snap and they did the quarterback sneak thing uh, on you know with the clock winding down and then the the play clock just kind of runs out and that was goofy and then they topped that by having uh, Ezekiel Elliott play center on the last play of the 2022 playoff game. And then last on Sunday, they quit. They tapped out at the end of the half. They tapped out twice with like 35 seconds left and third down and two timeouts. They were down two touchdowns. They just said, fuck it. We're done. Um, and let the clock run out. But then they tried to quit at the end of the game and just, you know, be like, okay, there's like 40 seconds left. We're down 32 points. This is not happening. And uh, they kneeled the ball, which was fine. But they, they kneeled it on fourth down. And so they, they couldn't even quit right. I and saw it. Was okay, just, yeah. It was so that. pathetic. It was, just, it was just so pathetic. I felt so bad for them that they, they couldn't even quit right. Yeah, I was in a hotel on Sunday night, so I I was watching it on a bar TV without any sound. But I I just I kind of saw it, and I didn't really. I was like, "Why is there ten seconds left, and the Niners are back on the field?" Yeah. I, so I guess that's what was. That's why. That's <laughs> yeah, why the Cowboys yeah. couldn't. They, they couldn't even quit right. <laughs> so it was just. It was. It's like they call up these last plays of the games using like sex dice or something. They just like roll it out there, and they go, "Okay, yeah, Neil." Uh, on fourth down. Cool. Okay. Give it a shot. Roll it again. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott playing center. Great. That works. QB sneak as time's expiring. QB draw as time's expiring. What? Uh, like again, this just this this is just more of me looking at Mike McCarthy as the as the game was starting and going. We'll be fine. Everything's gonna be okay. Yeah. Uh, the whole like Dan Quinn knows, you know, he's this is the you know Brock Purdy had his worst game against the Cowboys last year. Well, they fixed that. <laughs> they fixed that four touchdowns, fucking ten yards of pass. Yeah. So, um. Anyways, yeah. No, I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm pretty good. And then Niners Browns this weekend. It's going to be a big one. So as the Niners round into form, so are the Browns. We're, it looks like we're going to be starting our third different quarterback. <laughs> there's, I mean, I guess there's something. Every So everybody's in midseason form. Yeah, then. yeah we're like our best player is injured. Um, our, you know, the GM said trust the process, which you don't say that to Browns. <laughs> you never say that to Browns fans. What the fuck are you thinking, bro? You don't say that to Browns fans. Um, never trust the process. The process has done nothing for us. Uh, don't say that. Just, I'd rather hear him say, I don't know. <laughs> like, don't say trust the process. Yeah. Um, it, or or say, say what, literally, what do you want me to do? Just tell me and I'll do it. But yeah. tell me, I, I'm open for suggestions. Yeah. Trust the process. Yeah. Oh, yeah, my we'll, God. Uh, four on Browns. Browns are browning out right now, but who knows? You know, we got a defense that if we don't turn it over, I bet yeah, we can make it a close game. But uh, I don't know. PJ Walker, let the PJ Walker era begin. Um, yeah, 
I mean the 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 so I was I was a little like with if PJ Walker plays, I am a little worried about a letdown for the Niners, and it not being uh, you know you're traveling east. It's going to be. I don't think it's going to be a, a a late game. I think it's probably going to be a 10 a.m. game, right? Yeah. Um, uh, or the early slot game, and uh, but then I remembered. I'm pretty sure Kyle Shanahan hates the Cleveland Browns from. You know, them making him play with Johnny Manziel. So I'm pretty sure that uh, at least Kyle will be motivated. And yeah. if Kyle's motivated, I think we're, I think we'll be in a good spot. Yeah, the line keeps creeping up. The um, that should that's what's the headline for the Brown season? The line keeps creeping up. <laughs> But I mean, I mean, like the 2023 like, Browns yearbook titled "The Line Keeps Creeping Up." <laughs> yeah, it's uh, trust the process. What a fucking asshole! Same old Browns, unfortunately. But who knows? We got we're coming off a bye. Hopefully, they figured something out during that time. But yeah, I don't think if Watson doesn't play, I don't think there's any chance of it being a close game. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, I'm I, again. I'm not living in fear of the, the my taint anymore, and uh, I'd agree with you. If Watson doesn't play, it's it shouldn't be close. Miles um, Garrett could. I like I. Trent Williams went eight for eight against Micah Parsons, just you know, complete fucking shutout. And uh, I want to see Miles Garrett and Trent Williams, just you know, just do battle. Yeah. Just go at each other and just have like, just can we just get a, like a Manning cast camera just on those two guys? Them, yeah, and you know, um, that would be fucking fantastic. They've been moving Miles around a lot this year. He's been lining up over the center and guard and on both ends, so he's been all over the place this year so far. But but yeah, they're. I mean, we're gonna see it a couple times at least. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they can't. They're not going to avoid Trent. Um, because if they do, it's I think every play just get if Miles Garrett isn't over Trent Williams, then just I can't imagine them not audibling to something to go to that left side almost every single time. But uh I just want to see it from a from you know, I wouldn't call myself a football nerd, but um, you know, I do have a meme page I spend too much time on. I do have a podcast, I'm trying to do YouTube content, uh, I spend all my time free time reading about football. Uh, I'm just not an X's and O's guy, but I do know I want to see, I want to see all of the O-line Twitter accounts that I follow do like a 30 tweet thread on just every single Trent Williams versus um, Miles Garrett yeah. matchup. I just, every single one. I just want to, I just, I just need to see it. It's going to be fucking good. Dude, it sucks. Uh, I will be in Ohio this weekend, but I won't be able. I don't have time to go to the game, unfortunately. I got a bunch of stuff I got to do. While I'm up there with with family, and uh, I've, I've moved back to North Carolina. If the, if the people watching this don't know, so I got to get all my shit and get it back down here. Uh, I so. almost got I almost got clearance from the wife to uh, to go to the game. Yeah. Um, but uh, then she remembered that I was out of town for three weeks. Uh, on, on three separate weeks in September, and she is now you're staying right the fuck here. I did. I got to go to Dallas for for work on. Uh, uh, so my birthday's the first. 
and then there's a conference on the second and third and i'm like hey can i go to this uh conference in dallas on the second and the third she goes well the third's our anniversary i go you're right i remembered that and i was <laughs> testing you so keeping keeping her on her toes gotta just gotta keep her sharp um yeah so niners browns this weekend uh the what else happened so there are so here's my giants conspiracy theory and uh, I think that the league may have looked at Brian Dable and said, holy shit, the Giants managed to hire a good coach. And so they scheduled them for all of these primetime games. I think we're going to be in our third or fourth primetime Giants game just in the first like six weeks of the season. Um, schedule all of these playoff teams. They're, they're on their fourth of five playoff teams in their first six games, um, playing the Bills Sunday night. Uh, Daniel Jones is hurt. Multiple guys on the defense are hurt. Saquon is, you know, kind of in a in, in limbo. Andrew Thomas is out. Like, the whole fucking team is just decimated. And they're also, on top of that, not just hurt, they're awful. But I, I think the league was like, hey, we finally got a coach in New York. Let's get them Caleb Williams. We could really use Kayla. So I think the Giants are starting to move into, let's just go get Caleb Williams at this point. And uh, Danny, Danny Dimes, why don't you protect, uh, as, as another New Yorker might say, protect your neck. And uh, why don't you just, you know, you sit this one out and we'll, uh, we'll find a place for you to go in the offseason where they do really good neck care. And <laughs> uh, now I could see... Um, I could see the Giants bailing on, uh, bailing on the season and just being like, you know, it's like, hey, we trust Dable. Let's go give him Caleb Williams and uh, just redo the Bills thing. So anyway, that's, yeah, that's just that's a little bit of my conspiracy theory that the the, the league and the and the Giants are a little bit in cahoots here. I've I've seen a little bit of every team this year so far. You know, this past couple of weeks, not as much, but the Giants look like the worst team in the league to me. Um, I mean, the, the Panthers are yes. pretty bad, obviously, but they haven't won a game. But the Giants look really bad. Terrible. Um, so, yeah. So, and this draft is – the up, next year's draft is stacked with quarterbacks, like, like 10 or 12, like that could go in the first three rounds. I'm pretty sure the Giants are taking maybe one or two. Or two, yeah. <laughs> RG three cousins draft for the Giants. Right, right. So, um, but yeah, so that's Sunday night football. So that'll be fun. Um, we should we should try and pod Sunday night if we can, if not Monday morning. I want Trevor when he's fresh after that one. I think, but like he's gonna be, he'll be sad. But that's also that's that's a good Trevor to have. Yeah. Good content. <laughs> Are we going to keep talking about this? Probably. A little bit. Yeah, I mean, I feel like as long as, like, like if you're high with the Niners and Trevor's super low with the Giants, and I'm, you know, I'm probably going to be really low, but I'll say somewhere <laughs> in between um, with the Browns, you know, I think that's I think that's when we're at our best. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's, uh, it's, listen, it's only a matter of time. There's so much football left. I'm waiting for the fucking sword to drop on the Niners season, something bad will happen. It always does. Uh, the league, they, they've got me feeling like this is a team of destiny. This feels like a revenge tour type of 
like mentality from them right now. They're just not saying it, which makes me feel even better about the fact that this is a revenge tour thing. Like, I think that this team thinks that if, yeah, like, I think if you gave this team a polygraph, I think they'd say we're trying to go undefeated. Yeah. Like it's, it's actually a stated, like, I think if, uh, I mean, it's just like, they're trying to go undefeated. I think they, they're trying to fucking sweep the, the big awards, the non-rookie awards. Like Kyle Shanahan's never won coach of the year. How's yeah. he going to, how is he going to win coach of the year? If not going undefeated. Right. Um, obviously they're trying to win a super bowl. Uh, I mean, if, you know, if, if McCaffrey and Purdy keep going the way they're going, they're going to be in line for MVP talk. The the only concern there is that they split the vote the way Montana and Rice did back in '87, and that's how Elway got his MVP. Um, yeah. But uh, but yeah, I mean, the 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 best team's quarterback is usually at the top of the list for MVP. And if you're looking at the best teams right now, it's Jalen Hurts, um, the Chiefs probably. The Bills are playing like the best team, even though they're three and two. They're playing like one of the two best teams, according to like some of the advanced stats and stuff. So Josh Allen's going to be in the mix there. Burrow's not going to be in the mix. Herbert's doesn't have a good enough team around him. Tua is probably going to put up MVP level stats, but again, you kind of got to win your you got to win your division. So you know it's going to come down to those Bills. Maybe it might come down to that second Bills Dolphins game as to who wins that division. Um, are you um, on any level – I mean, every time I see this team play, I'm like, maybe they could beat the Niners. What, like, the Lions look better and better every week. They kind of look like a poor man's Niners team, like like on this level. Like, yeah. They look like – like, literally this week, I don't know if you saw, the Niners and the Lions ran the same play. Yeah, yeah. And both scored on like that. I saw like a side by side viewing of both plays. I was like, that's the same fucking play. Like, yeah. And uh, the, um, are fun to watch. The Niners had that play, ran that play apparently against the Eagles in the NFC championship game, but they ran it with McCaffrey's the quarterback. Um, and, uh, then they saw the Lions do it and Kittle texted the tight ends coach and was like, we're running this fucking play this week. And they said, <laughs> okay. So, um, did you so see that play um, where the Lions, they snapped it in between yeah. the quarterbacks right to the running back? That was cool. <laughs> that was amazing. I like oh. they're, they're having um, uh, the Lions the, the from an energy perspective remind me more of the Harbaugh 49ers than like the Kyle Shanahan 49ers. Um, and that's just kind of taking your lead from your head coach kind of thing. Like the, the mm-hmm. Niners act like Kyle Shanahan. And the Lions act like Dan Campbell, yeah. and those are two those are two different personalities. But Ben Johnson, dude, like that, they are uh, they're thriving there, and they've got maybe not as good a weapons, but they're balanced like the Niners. Maybe yeah. not as good of a defense, but they've got kind of like that. Like if you squint, Aiden Hutchinson's Nick Bosa. I don't know that they've. I don't know who their linebackers are. I don't know who the guys they've got in their secondary necessarily are. But they're kind of, yeah. I, you know, I think poor man's Forty ers might be. Uh, I think like the upper middle class, like attract home Forty ers would be. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a community pool. Like they don't have their own type of. You know, type of uh, type of setup. But it's a it's a nice house. You yeah, know, you could live here. Open floor plan. Um, that's the lines to me. But yeah, they. 
if there's a team that thinks that they can match up with the 49ers physically, there's only two of them in the NFC. It's the Lions and the and the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Um, Jalen Carter scares the shit out of me. As a Niners fan, I'm terrified. Yeah, he's a he's an animal. <laughs> I am terrified. Um, but like, I think the Eagles are. I mean, like, with as well as the Cardinals are playing, as well as the you know, Steichen's got to be front runner for um, uh, for Coach of the Year at this point, just based off what the the Colts are doing. Um, and have you seen the Barbie movie? Quick no. segue. Okay. Um, there's all right, never mind. I've been calling Gardner Minshew, uh, Mojo Dojo Casa House Brock Purdy, yeah, um, because he's that's the in in the Barbie movie, uh, Ken makes a uh, a little bit of a personality switch, and uh, instead of the the Barbie mansion, it's the Mojo Dojo Casa House, and he basically turns into a douchebag, and uh, that's Gardner Minshew to me right now. Is that like oh, wow. if Gardner Minshew had gone to the Niners? He would be. I don't know that he'd be Brock Purdy, but we'd be. Gardner Minshew has been failed by the coaches that have either signed or traded for him. Like he is a better quarterback than plenty of guys that started the season at QB one. He just doesn't. I think he's like a little too much of a cartoon character and doesn't have the right name or something. Like they just don't think of him that way like he might have a rich gannon type career i could see him having like like being a a phenomenal quarterback from ages like 34 to 40 if some team would just like give him a fucking give him a team and build a team around him for a couple years um but uh i saw um, um one thing i did see scrolling through twitter arlovsky says something um Mac Jones would be having the same year Brock Purdy is if he was on the Niners. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah. Mac, Mac, Mac Jones would be playing like Brock Purdy if he was on the Niners. Yeah. And then, like, yeah. they called him out on the Mac on the Pat McAfee show for it, and he called in. He, like, FaceTimed in. And he's like, listen, I didn't say he'd be an MVP. I said he'd be playing like Brock Purdy. And they're like, well, Brock Purdy's playing like an MVP. He goes, it was fucking fantastic um but just, just a good that segment that kind of back and forth went on for two three maybe four minutes and uh you could just hear orlovsky getting furious and it was fantastic i, I don't mind orlovsky but shut the fuck up like if brock if yeah listen i uh the only thing holding people back in brock in uh, holding people back in the only people holding Brock, so hold on, let me just say this properly. The only thing holding people back in, the only thing holding Brock Purdy back in people's minds, bang, I got it, um, is the fact that he was a seventh round draft pick, is the fact that every time you mention him, it has to be, you know, you know he's Mr. Irrelevant, right? And then every interview with every 49er player is, what about this guy Brock Purdy? <laughs> and so it's that kind of annoying thing. Um, but Brock Purdy would start for most NFL, t- like would start for most NFL teams. And like we did the exercise, or at least I did the exercise. I think we did it on the podcast where it was like go through a single team in the league where 
the starter and the backup get hurt and Brock purges the third string and he comes in and goes fucking, you know, throws 13 touchdowns or four interceptions on the season, only two of which came when he was actually starting. So he goes 13 touchdowns, two interceptions, doesn't lose, goes to the NFC championship game and gets hurt. Which team wouldn't have him be the number one quarterback? Right, like it's. I, I think you could, there's probably twenty or twenty five teams that he would have been a week one starter for this year, if he'd done what he did for the for for them, if he'd had the same end of season that he did for the Niners last year, and like, yeah. and listen, I've seen every fucking snap the fucking Forty ers have played, sometimes multiple times, just because I like rewatching the game sometimes, for the last, I don't know, fucking thirty years. This is the best quarterback we've had since Steve Young. Yeah. Without fucking question. Yeah, I agree. He's already in the Jeff Garcia range. Um, he's obviously beyond Garoppolo. Um, and, you know, I'd put, you know, he's not the, he's, he's better than Alex Smith. Um you know, he's got like, anyways, he's fucking amazing. And, uh, I get very, I get slightly defensive over it, but I said on, I did my, my did my depression tier rankings. And I said that if Brock Purdy was on the Ravens, Bills, uh, Packers, certainly the Packers, um, Raiders, Bills, Packers, where's my, where's my thing? Bills, Packers, Ravens, Texans, or Titans. Those teams win this week. Because they were all close games, and 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 somebody was like, you know, he's not better than Lamar Jackson. His receivers failed him. I said, yeah, but Brock Purdy throws a very catchable ball. Everything would have been solved if Brock, everything would be solved for your team if they just drafted Brock Purdy. I'm telling you now. Everybody. So, anyways, um, yeah, very Niner centric. Uh, we do have some serious things going on in Minnesota with Justin Jefferson. He's on IR. It's killing fantasy teams everywhere. None of mine because I don't have him. But more importantly, there's some serious Cousins curse implications here. Because one... He's going to get traded to the team. So one, the Vikings aren't beating anybody without Justin Jefferson. Like It's going to be tough. Uh, Two... If they if they go, hey, if we're not going to beat anybody, we might as well fucking get what we can for Kirk. Kirk's going to go to a good team. And now you're putting a good team around Kirk, and they might be, Kirk might beat some people. You know? So, I mean, could could I see the like if Anthony Richardson is out and the Colts keep winning, could the Colts get Kirk Cousins? You know? Maybe. Uh-huh. Um uh, I would feel bad for my guy Gardner. I think he can he can do his thing there, but that might be an option for him because Anthony Richardson's already on IR, and they're saying maybe eight to twelve, you know, four to eight weeks or longer. Um, who else? Uh, Broncos are are no go. Um, Jets. J- Jimmy always gets hurt. I hope he doesn't, but Jimmy always gets hurt, and the Raiders are two and three. They're kind of within range. The Jets are the obvious answer. Um, the, uh, and the Jets maybe should just fucking make a move before 
some other quarterback gets hurt and all of a sudden they're in a bidding war. Um, uh, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I think we might be waiting on an injury except for the Jets or the Colts because they've already had their injuries. Yeah. But um, but that would be uh, definitely a – because would, that would make it interesting as hell. It would it would seriously start uh, start impacting some things, um, so I'm, I've got my eyes on it because the cousins curse meme. Listen, the only time we've had to use it is is beating the Panthers. Not much there. I'm not sure what we're really. It's you know, killing an anthill with a bazooka, you know, like you weren't you weren't winning it, in anyways, um, but. Uh, it's still perfect, you know. It's not like the Madden curse or the Sports Illustrated curse or I don't know the curse of the Bambino. All those are broken. Cousins curse still rolling. So uh, major Cousins curse implications if Kirky gets traded because that will immediately trigger an emergency podcast slash YouTube content where I go item by item through the schedule and we go, what's going to happen here? Whose season is he fucking ending? So, um, and also the Niners have $40 million in cap room. If Brock Purdy were to get hurt, I, you know, the, the Vikings, uh, the Vikings guy is, uh, the Vikings GM's former 49ers scout. Maybe that's an easy call. Who knows? Maybe I'd be okay with it. If, if it was him or Sam Darnold, I mean, what's really your option? Yeah. So, um, but uh, no, major, major, could could possibly major. Well, either way, there's major Cousins curse implications on Justin Jefferson being hurt because either it's fire sale and Kirk Cousins is part of that, or the Vikings just don't have any weapons and it's going to be bad. And uh, uh, oh, look, the Niners play the Vikings in two weeks. Yeah. So, my luck, this is how, this is what will happen. The Niners will go 16 and one, and the one loss will be in Minnesota. At 10 a.m. against Kirk Cousins without Justin Jefferson, that will be the cross I have to bear for the rest of the season. <laughs> that would be interesting. Unbelievable. There. Unbelievable. All right. Um, well, I think that's all I got. Cool. Another episode without hockey corner because Trevor's uh, solving pizza problems. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, I, I read I, I read three paragraphs of a hockey article today on that uh, Connor Bedard guy. That's phenom, a real person. Some phenom, 18-year-old. It was like one of the fucking sports center on ESPN. It was fairly high up in the headlines. And I clicked on it for some reason. And I got three paragraphs in and I go, wait, this is still, this is still a hockey article. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm out. I'm good. Stop talking about the 18-year-old phenom? Cool. I'm My good. version of that today was the 18-year-old uh, high school baseball player from Japan. Did you see that one? Yep, yep. The he's Prince like Fielder of Japan. He's got like 260 high school home runs, and he's like, Dude, fuck Japan baseball. I'm going to go play college ball in the States. Good for him. <sighs> he was hitting moonshots, dude. It was funny. Good for him. Um. He's not. He's he's not going to either of our alma maters. I I don't think. 
Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> Japanese baseball phenom's career ended in a party on Del Playa at UCSB. <laughs> Oh, man. Steps on a firework just is about to go off and his foot is obliterated. <laughs> Anyways. All right. Um, let's do this again after the Niners play the Browns. Yeah. I'll be uh, – Sunday and Monday are going to be tough for me, but after that – Okay, we'll do, we'll, we'll do Tuesday. That will give Trevor a couple days to cool down. Yeah. But I'll be settled in um, completely after that, so I'll be wide open. Love it. Love it. Sure. I can't think of – oh, and uh, uh, the Patriots, just before we sign off. Uh, this is the lowest scoring output they've ever had in back-to-back games, in three straight games, in four straight games, and uh, a uh, lowest scoring output to start a season – through five games to start a season. Those those sets are all under under Bill Belichick only, but, you know, for the last 23, 24 years, that's, uh, that's not bad. Basically, a season from hell. So is – Belichick just as bad as a GM as he is as good as a coach. It would his his roster that roster stinks like shit. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, the special teams is even bad. Yeah, and you know that's driving him crazy. That's the only thing he fucking cares about. Yeah. So. Uh, I you know, maybe he's looking at it's like, hey, loaded quarterback class. I can get rid of this asshole Mac Jones. I saw an article <laughs> article that said he's gonna. Does he finish his career where he started as the Cleveland head coach? Hey now, which no, don't like we're good. Like <laughs> I want good Belichick. Like we already had like him taking all his learning his lessons and taking his bumps. We don't need him on the back end. You, you, so you don't want you, you, you had young, immature, doesn't have his sea legs yet, uh, Belichick. That didn't work out. Then he goes to uh, New England and turns into the greatest football coach of all time. And now you're worried about uh, uh, dementia era uh, Belichick showing up, just chasing the Shula record yeah. and still being bad for the Brownies. Yeah. It's like one of those, like it's like a Wagyu beef sandwich, but the bread part is shit. Like, okay. Yeah. Or brown like actual, like an actual turd sandwich. So, okay. Listen, I got a bone to pick on the Browns, uh, white helmets. Why put a Brown streak down a white helmet and make <laughs> yeah. it look like toilet paper? I, I just, who well do you know do you know how they announced it do you remember how they announced that uniform there was a brand that was they announced it with it was dude wipes dude wipes like what the fuck is going on i'm not even embarrassed anymore (laughs) this is my life i'm never gonna be happy with any football team i cheer for so 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 obviously we've got you know our oldest is special needs and there's a uh and this segue will make sense to you even if it doesn't already going from talking about the browns to talking about a special needs child um the uh there's this whole like thing of like it's like hey we get to our family 
you know, disabled families, families with kids with, with special needs and stuff, they get to be in public too. Like when you, a typical family, go out into public, you're in public. And part of being in public is being around, not being able to control the other people and how they behave and all this other stuff. Um, and, and so when he has meltdowns or, you know, issues in public, right, we just go, you know, we're not, we're not embarrassed anymore. We're not, uh, we're not trying to, like, run in shame or anything else like that. It's just this is our family and this is who we are and, and we'll deal with these things as a family when they come up. Uh, anyways, what you said about the Browns reminded me of that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's where it is. But I also have those moments where it's like, okay, I get to make fun of them. You don't. (laughs) I I can talk my shit, but you keep your fucking mouth shut or or I'm going to get angry. Like, yes, I know. You don't have to point out the obvious to me. Like, I'll do it for myself. And when I laugh, you can laugh. (laughs) (laughs) The, um, the, uh, I've, I've always like going to, you're about the only person I think I could go to a football game with that wasn't a Niners fan to see their team play. Like I would just like, cause it, after when we went for that Monday night football game, it was like, okay, the game's pretty much over for the first quarter. And, uh, you know, listen, we all know what's happening. We don't need to talk about it. I feel bad. You feel bad. You're making more jokes than I am. This is fine. We'll just keep, yeah. we'll keep this energy. That's and, how it's supposed uh, to be. Right. And the only thing I had to worry about was having to fight other 49er fans on your behalf. And that was, uh, that, that was about it. You wouldn't have had to, trust me. I mean, you know, watch your back a little bit, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to rob you of your fun. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Anyways. Um, cool, man. Well, hey, have a good trip to uh, Cleveland. And uh, we'll, talk, uh, we'll talk next week. All right. Later, brother. Peace.